Don't adjust your... By the way, now that I'm editing, it was really a pain in the ass. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm trying to find a place to start yeah. because of the shit that we would say back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Haley. <laughs> Welcome to Bonehead. Bonehead. <laughs> Well, a bonehead. Officially, the we're sorry, Haley. Sorry, Haley. <laughs> uh, also, if you're watching this and you want Haley's number, just message Haley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a story later. Okay. Yeah, it's not that bad. Anyway, so this I like is, the what I picture in my head more. Right. This jigsaw sitting there. You see. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? Because I can't find Haley's number. <laughs> <sighs> So this is going to be a few weeks after we've already shot this, but we were so enamored by Dick Miller, yep. as one is. And I know and, I've often been enamored by Dick. And as we were doing the episode, I, Miller, I actually said out loud, we should just do an episode where we each pick five character actors, besides Dick Miller. And James, you're on your way back to the University of Southern Central Tuscaloosa. Eurasia. Central Eurasia? Eurasia. Oh my God! Yeah, Which one? You did Bobby like I could get a job at UCE. <laughs> no, all sarcasm aside. Which one did Bobby Boucher go to? That's the only one of the Adam Sandler movies I like. Screw you, David. Uh, David. Uh, Dave uh, Newhart. <laughs> I don't remember what school he went to. I don't to. remember either. I want to say it was it was in Louisiana. You see? Yeah, it wasn't. Well, little. Where Nicky's are you better. at? I'm not in Louisiana. What's the difference? I'm. Uh, well. Here's how it's different from Kentucky. I'm in a state that's funding education better. Easy I've never now. heard that before. Yeah. You follow him on his blog, Twitter Sphere, Instagram, and his hate mail to uh, Blevins. I don't hate Blevins. And for some rest, for some reason, or all recipes. Which one of them did we used to work with? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bevan won't hire me, so which, I don't know why. Which I've one said, is filled with hate? They're not I, mutually exclusive. I, I've sent him so many helpful tips that could help him in his political office. Well, anyway, so what Woo. we did was set out that the three of us would each, because we love movies, and I actually haven't, we only gave one rule, correct? Right. We had to pick five. Right. Chad, how many did you pick? Almost 26. James? Uh, I literally pulled, uh, or I came up with a list of about 30, and then I've just narrowed it down to ones that I thought you all wanted to do. <laughs> and, 20, and, 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 and I did ones that were oh that guy for me when i was growing up and when i was watching a lot of films in college so. yeah so where we picked our favorite character we picked character actors and i don't know about how long it took you all it literally took me five minutes to to pull out 26 people yeah and then i found i actually had to stop myself i'm going okay enough i, I started writing down names and thinking i wasn't getting the older people right so i pulled up the imdb list of to the 250 greatest character actors as well and went back through that See, I didn't even pull anything up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there are several different ones, and I, sorry, as we said here, if you're watching this, I don't mean not to paying attention, but I'm pulling up my notes that I couldn't get typed out. And, and the other thing too is, for some stupid reason, and in, in preparing for the show, we agreed not to tell each other what we were doing. So, so we, we may... have absolutely no idea who is about to say what. I have a pretty good idea about certain ones I wrote down that I thought, now nah, I'll never get to do that. One. <laughs> And I bet you all thought the same thing. Yeah, because I'm... Did you narrow it down between television and movies? No, I just picked... I just... I literally named every... I gotta quit saying literally. I picked every single actor... You literally do. And you literally didn't. Every actor and actress that has been in something that I truly love, and it's mainly because of them is why I love it. Uh-huh. And the list just kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And it didn't matter whether it was movies or TV, even though I will say the majority of mine are movies. 
Really? Yep. I And I think if you do some of the classic ones, like some of the people I really love, you can't separate TV from movies because they were no, just working. I can't either. Though I'm, I, and I, I wonder if my number one is going to be on either one of your lists. Well, Who wants to go first? It doesn't matter to me. Well, let's just just we'll start. We'll start with start with you. And well, we'll, I wonder if this will piss anyone off. We'll you start off. with the beardist. This the beardist. The beardiest comes on after the alienist, and it precedes the nerdist. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, mine. Even though he had a leading man role and was quite popular during the '60s in his leading movies, that are some of them are still very well remembered. I will always think of him as a character actor, as second banana, and that's great. Don Knotts. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Don Knotts will always be remembered as Barney Five, second to Andy Griffith, or Sheriff Andy Taylor. Why did they just not say Sheriff Andy Griffith? Because <laughs> um, they didn't want to pay him for his name the rest of his life. Now, since you're a Don Knotts, what's... There you go. Because Don Knotts was not introduced to me through Andy Griffith. It was And by the way, he was... he's he He is from... Not necessarily Kentucky. He's from Morgantown, West Virginia. Did not know that. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen was also from West Virginia. Did not know that. But uh, Don Knotts, my introduction to him was through Three's Company. In which case, once again, he was brilliant, second banana. And then the second one, and I don't think he was actually considered second banana in this. It was the movie he did with Tim Conway where Tim Conway was a boxer. Not the Apple Dumpling game. No, no, no. Not the private detectives. No. It's Don Knotts was. Uh, uh, oh, I'd have to look that one up. Don, you talk I, about Don wait, Knotts. Wait, and I'll Tim look it up. Conway well, and Don Knotts did more shows. I, I, you but I want to say real quick while y'all are looking this up, Pleasantville. Is he's a great movie because, because he's of in it. Because he's a TV repairman. That was mm-hmm. the one I was going to bring up. But now let's look at some. He starred in The Incredible Mr. Limpet. He was in The Reluctant Astronaut. He is the shakiest cut in the West. <laughs> he was the and ghost. And Mr. Chicken. By the way, my kids love the ghost in Mr. Chicken. And Everyone loves the ghost in Mr. Chicken who doesn't suck eggs. Well, a lot of people have never seen I've never said it's... suck eggs on Bonehead before. Well, there's a first I'm trying to edit myself because I don't have Haley anymore. Instead of just screaming out, beep, I'll hopefully put a beep there. <laughs> what do you think? No, and, and okay, so the reason he left Andy Griffith was because when he started, and by the way, he started out a second banana. One of his great, funniest parts is in No Time for Sergeants. Does anybody, the, there's the whole scene when they're getting uh, yeah. checked out with the physician. Yeah. Yep. He's in No Time for Sergeants. So Andy Griffith's show comes along. Andy Griffith told him that he was only going to do five seasons. So as the fifth season came along, he thought, I, you know, I probably ought to go do something. I'd like to continue this acting career. I'm giving the very, very short version of it. And he decides, he signs a deal. He's very popular. Do you know how many Emmys he won for that? Uh, for, yeah. Five, Chad. And, and two, one of them was just for a guest star, right? Five Emmys for playing the same role. Him and David Hyde Pierce, man. The prize fighter. That I've was, never actually seen yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. The prize, yep. With Tim Conway. It was directed by Michael Priest. Hmm. Michael was, Priest, you say? Yep. And it was written by Tim Conway. Hmm. Brilliant. Yep. I don't have anything to add to that. Nope. Five. Won five Emmys for supporting actor, right? Yeah. Was beloved on the show. What's the first thing? There's two ways, if you're an Andy Griffith fan, you describe how that show was split. You say, oh, it's not one of the color ones, is it? And the reason being is why not one of the color ones, James? Because they went to color the sixth season? Who left left in season five? (laughs) 
Now the, Don Knotts. Now Don Knotts came back and did cameos. I've yeah. actually not watched a lot of them because in my family you just didn't watch the color episode. <laughs> I'm serious. No. Yeah. And if you watch reruns, most of the time they don't play. They which don't one? play them. It's very matter of fact. Actually, I caught a retrospective on MeTV, and they actually did it as a highlight of the good episodes of the color ones. And by the way, which ones were they? The, the ones, ones where Don Knotts came back? Yeah, and found out, by the way, that Thelma Lou had gotten married. It's a very sad episode. Which, by the way, contradicts the movie later on Then they said Return to Mayberry in the 80s, doesn't it? Uh, no, she her husband died. Oh, uh, I haven't seen that. Did and, we get a copy of that? I'd love to see that. That's depressing. What, Return to Mayberry? What he was telling what, me about. The episode, though, the episode literally is one of you the... You can't drag a woman along that long and expect and her to And that's like what the entire episode is about. I watched it. Cause, and matter of fact, by the way, the diehard Andy Griffith fans did an entire episode analysis saying, well, the, the license plate on his car is the same license plate that's on Aunt, B car, Aunt B's car when she learns to drive five episodes later. And that means <laughs> that episode takes place in an alternate universe. I am not making any of this up. All right, they're as bad as Trekkies. So, I don't want to spend all day. We each have five. And I was really... I know you guys probably were going back and forth arguing with yourself. I have, I have not made up my mind about the other four. Really? No. Yeah. I've, They're I've, all here. I've, They're all there. I've, I'm, I'm still... Re I'm going to wrestle with it once you all start even more. Okay. So, I... Don Knotts. He is an American legend. And even though he was a starring actor, sorry, by the way, several of these had starring roles, but yeah. I still remember them as character actors. Anything he was in... He added weight. Uh, I don't want to say weight. Gravitas. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm going to list. I'm going to start off my list by naming my favorite character actor of all time, and I've mentioned him before on the show. Who is it? Oliver Platt. Ah! Yep. Knew I wouldn't be able to get that one. <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't even put that one on the list because if one of you <laughs> I didn't, didn't put do it on the gonna, list either, I'm I was actually looking actually be going mad. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Oliver Platt is my what is one of my favorite actors of all time. Period. Um, and if you don't know who he is, um, which you, you got to know who he is. Um, some of the, some of the movies he's mostly known for: Digstown, uh, personal favorite and highly underappreciated movie called The Ice Harvest, where he is phenomenal in that movie. I don't think there's any argument that he he yeah is one of the yeah. The, I just ha I just of all the ones that, that's actually not one I would have yeah. But, um, but you're right. Uh, I'm gonna and, and you both are gonna hit me for saying this one. But he, and this is one thing I'm going to say too, is he's personally one of my favorite actors, and he has the ability to make a bad movie entertaining. Yes, my well, next one he, has the same thing. You know, an example of that is Ready to Rumble, a horrible, horrible movie. Horrible movie about wrestling. But Oliver Platt as the drunken wrestler is phenomenal. And then this movie... The Three Musketeers. <laughs> oh no! I, it's, uh, yeah, I'll give you. I'll it's give you. it's not a particularly good movie. Yeah. But he is art. He is entertaining as entertaining as the character. Oh, which one does he play? Oh. Um, By the way, oh. I just looked over to the DVDs. I hadn't paid attention to what you all picked out, and you've. You've stole another two or three of mine. I didn't steal them. I just, I I just picked, picked random ones. I, I just picked random ones. Oh, I thought you. these were specific. No, 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 no. I have somebody from all of those. Well, all right then. <laughs> so we're good. But um, he also was in X-Men First Class. Yes. And uh, Chef. And he's currently on Chicago Med. Uh, he's mostly known for playing fast-talking, intelligent, and overtly sarcastic characters. Yeah. Should... I know offense yeah. to Robin Williams and Speaky of the Dead. He's the best part of Bicentennial, man. He is the... Yep. What? Digstown. 
I said Dickstown. He, uh, he opened no. with Dickstown. Yeah. He's also. I mentioned Dickstown. That's the best. <laughs> Dickstown. Is that the one we. Did we cover Dickstown? I actually I covered Dickstown. Because we were talking about hidden gems, and at the very end, I, it, actually, I had a different third one wrote down. I'm like, no, it's Dickstown. It's Dickstown. But you're talking it's about. Directed a movie? by Michael Ritchie. I mean, he was in a movie with Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon. Called Flat Suckers. Called Flat Suckers. <laughs> and he was the <laughs> best part of that movie. And I, mean, I was totally depressed when I found out there was no flatting or sucking. I mean, you got John Cusack and Billy Bob Thornton in a movie, and both of they, both of them are I mean, great. They're pretty in good in that. They That's are great by Harold Ramis, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it, he, they're great in it. But Oliver Platt overshadows them. I have to far. go back and watch that. It is, it is. He is so great in that. Um, he's been not. And the kill, what kills me more than anything is I looked up because I figured he would be award winning. He's won a few awards, like he won a Spirit Award, uh, Independent Spirit Award. He was only, he was nominated twice for a Golden Globe for his uh, role in Huff, which is an underappreciated television show that only lasted, I believe, two seasons with Hank Azaria. Uh-huh, who is another great character actor. Who is actor. another great character actor. He did not make my list. I um, didn't say put him on because I thought you would do it. Nope. Keep going. But no, I'm just Oliver Platt. I can't. It's just, when I watch movies and he's in it, I know I'm going to be entertained. Lake Placid, for God's sake. Yeah, he's the best part of Lake Placid. He's, no, well, Betty, Betty White. White is the best and part. Then, Oliver then, Platt. then Oliver Platt. You know, oh God, there's another thing. He's 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 my favorite part of the C word. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, and Lauren Linney is a great actress, and it's about her getting cancer. He plays the husband. Yeah, I know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and she's great. But no, it's Oliver Platt. Yeah, it's Oliver Platt by far. Any movie he's in. James, what's your first one? I, I'm going to start by naming some of the stuff this guy's in because he just, I was thinking about, as I, we were thinking about this list and I was like, ah, I got to do it because he's in so many franchises that I love, even though the some of the returns are diminishing. James Bond, he's in License to Kill. The Matrix films, he's in the later two, which admittedly is a limitation. He's in Omega Man. He's in Papillon. He's in Star Trek ah, Insurrection. No. He's in. Uh, he's been in episodes of Tales from the Crypt, and of course, I'm talking about Mother Loving Teaspoon, Anthony Zerb. Who? Anthony Zerb. You all. Rooster Cogburn. He's in the original Rooster Cogburn with John Wayne. Show me. I actually picture. don't think I've ever oh. seen Rooster. Oh, now you messed it's, it up. Hold on. I know which one it was. Meh. Help my list. Uh, you mean True Grit? <laughs> no, he's in Rooster Cogburn and the Lady. Anthony, you all don't remember Young Riders? Teaspoon? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, Anthony Zerb. Yeah, I know who he is. Oh, my God. He plays an admiral in Star Trek. He's in tons of movies. I said he's... Yeah, he's really... I, that's who you picked? Though? Who's he in The Matrix? He's this councilman that sets them up to where they're all going to fail, and he's against... Is he still alive? Yes, he's still alive. He's in See No, see no he, Evil, he Hear No in, Evil. He was in The Young Riders. He was in... He played... Uh, he was he played in... Teaspoon in The Young Riders. Was that called The Young Riders? Is that yes. the Pony Express one? Yes! Oh, that's that dude. Yeah! <laughs> uh, There's a scene where he eats an onion once. Oh, my God. How do you all not know Anthony Zerb? I, I didn't know his name. Uh, he was in The Rockford Files. He was in a ton of different stuff, but he got started mainly in Westerns. Um, God, I thought I had some and Mission Impossible. No, I, I literally was thinking Joe's going to go Anthony Zerb. I got to do Anthony Zerb first because everybody's going to want Anthony Zerb. No, He's in Cool Hand Luke <laughs> and the Wild Wild West and all these. There is somebody films. else I almost picked from Cool oh, Hand Luke. Oh, Anthony Zerb, and it wasn't Anthony Zerb. He's in Bonanza. Oh my God, I literally, I literally was sitting there going, Nah, <laughs> I better do Anthony Zerb first because they're going to take because he's in so many. It doesn't matter. Can what we get him love. on the show? I wish. I, I love Anthony Zerb. 
I like I it too. The one person, because you started with Don Knotts, and I was like, well, that's a little mainstream. And I wasn't even trying to be obscure. I was like, Anthony Zerbs in every franchise true. ever. So oh man, he's mostly he also he also has that what is it the right eye that always seems to be winking. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he just likes him because he shared screen time with Christopher Walken and no, no, one movie and, okay. that does not do Stephen King any justice. So, so I, I, this probably won't show. God was a real that's sport. Anthony Zerb. Um, he played Julius Julia Ulysses S. Grant. He's been in everything. I don't know how Joe didn't automatically know who he was. I'm disappointed. I did not know his name. You know, I'm ter- all right. For you people that listen and watch Bonehead who may not know me or Chad or James as well, these two should know. I can pull an obscure production assistant from 1962, but what am I bad at? Actors. Actors' names. I'm, and I'm also bad at actors' faces. Dude, yeah. the dude was in Frasier, Joe. Frasier! <laughs> I know. David Hyde Pierce was almost on this list, and I decided, no, no, no. He was in Walker, oh. Texas Ranger, and... He played Long John Silvers in one of the Treasure Island movies. I don't know how he John did it. Silvers? Silvers? Yeah. He played a chicken plank. <laughs> You're going to walk the chicken plank. Don't, they don't call them chicken planks anymore. Uh, Death by the, a hush puppy. Oh, uh, God. Was, that's how I want to go. He was in Dynasty. He was in Highway to Heaven. He was in the Dead Zone. How do you not know him from the Dead Zone? Did you not hear me earlier when I said I you only like him because you shared screen time with Christopher Walken? He went, y'all, so let's not. And that underused or that under. Um, Overappreciated Cronenberg film. Let's not mention his uh, the very- ice is going to break. His five minutes and somewhat unnecessary part in See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Dude, he's in Kiss Meets the Phantom That's of right. the Park. Yeah, he's the yeah. villain, and he's just they're building up the who is it, and he's there, and he's there yeah, for five, minutes, five and, minutes, and it's yeah, he's a great actor. Let's move on. Yeah, he's, yeah. In, he's, in, he's in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, dude. Classic cinema. <laughs> I, did, I, I really did not know, and, and the worst thing you could say to anyone in show business, I did not know he was still working. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he hasn't done anything in a couple years. Maybe he, he'll do bonehead. He was born in 1936. He may be having some health concerns. He's over 80, you know, I'm just saying. We'll fly him out. Dick Van Dyke still showing yeah, up stuff. Uh, he yeah. won a primetime Emmy, Joe. Well, I didn't know we were going to go that obscure. What do you mean he's not obscure, Anthony Zerbach? That's I didn't know his name. I knew yeah. who he was. Which is the reason... Oh, my God. This makes me re-question my second pick. Who's your second pick? I don't know now. <laughs> Do you have a second one laid out? I have all mine laid out. Do you want me to go? Can I go with what, who I think may very well... Yeah, I'll, I'll tell... Okay, mine aren't as obscure. I'm going to go with what I was going to do. This, this actor had one of the greatest praises any actor can ever be bestowed. There was a person. There were two of them. Their names were Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. Yeah. Right? Roger Ebert said one time about character Inspirations actors. Inspirations for John Lovitz, the critic. Continue. Yes. Said about character <laughs> actors. Even if it's a crappy Great movie, there's certain people that I can see and go, well, at least I'll enjoy them because they're a great actor. Hence Oliver Platt. Hence Oliver Platt. His, his example is who I'm going to use, J.T. Walsh. Oh, yeah. You can't. I almost brought J.T. Walsh on my list. Mr. I couldn't, but just because that is one of those. If you're a film geek, you yeah. know that quote by James uh, by uh, Roger Ebert, where he said J.T. Walsh is one of those great character actors, and even if the movie sucks, right? Yeah, he's great. He's in a movie with Billy Bob Thornton called Sling Blade. He's in a few good men. I could just keep going and going. He's actually probably the best part of Man, his, of, his part in Sling Blade is disturbing. Yeah, and all from all accounts, from everything I could read. 
He was a nice guy yeah. who just happened to die of a heart attack. Yeah. Under mysterious circumstances. And now he died in his 50s fairly early. Yeah. It was kind of tragic, but he has one of the best scenes in A Few Good Men, too, as well. He's the one that stands up to Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He plays Jack Nicholson's number two. two. Two really good movies that he was in that are forgotten, mm-hmm. but he was amazing in. And they're, they're not great movies by any means, but Breakdown with Kurt Russell... Yeah, oh as God. as as the lead of the of the of the the criminals, oh. and um, the I think he was head of the FBI or uh, Internal Investigation Affairs for and then negotiator with Samuel L. Jackson and Kevin yep. Spacey. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson and Kevin Spacey, and J. T. Walsh was amazing <laughs> in that movie. There's a ton of other movies I could get. Oh God, forget. We're not allowed to talk about Kevin Spacey anymore. I forgot. <laughs> well, you can talk about Kevin Spacey. I know. Spacey. Kevin Spacey's still a good actor. Bill Cosby's still funny. And should we or mention, was funny. Should we point out the fact that Joe has now listed his his first two actors have both been in Pleasantville? Mm, that's true. <laughs> because he has the great line. Because they're, it's one of my favorite lines. It's the one I was remembering when it's coming. Well, we should be safe. We are in a bowling alley. <laughs> Right when he's talking to the rest of the people, yep. that's not meant to. Be, I don't know that that's meant to be funny, but it's hilarious. And he is Needful Things is the best part of Needful Things. Not Max von Sydow, who's a great actor and who does a fairly good oh, yeah. job. His his JT's, he's the one who's killing his wife. Yeah, that's so wrong. These things happen. JT's Walt Walt's Walsh. ascension into madness in Needful Things is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> not a good movie. No. No, but he's great in it. He's great in it. <laughs> absolutely. J.T. Walsh makes things around him better. And you're absolutely right. I don't know that it's his best role, but it probably is. He is absolutely disturbing in Sling Blade. And he played the same part in the short film. They call it a Sling Blade. Oh, I never saw yeah, the short well, film. It's, uh, oh, you should watch it. It's Molly Ringwald's the person who goes to interviews. Oh, Blade. really? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, check it out. So, J.T. Walsh. Sorry. Okay. So, uh, let me pull out somebody f- who was enacted in 19, uh, 1872. So uh, the, the second actor on my did list. Did Stonewall. Um, the second actor on my list has actually been in 432 television shows and movies. Regis Philbin. No, he's prolific. I mean, I don't think you can find you many actors. You shouldn't curse that much. <laughs> I don't think you can find many actors who have been in as many things as him. And if And if as soon as I say the name... You're going to know it. James Hong. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought about it, too. And I know people remember him for Lopan, but he's in so yeah. many Balls of Fury. Things. So here's going to be, yeah, Balls of Fury. Here's um, big, the best part of Balls of Fury. The best part. He is. Um, is Tim and Christopher Walken are the best parts uh, yeah. of Balls of Fury? And Christopher Walken going over the top. Was it the spot? Is it killed? you killed Lucky uh, Cricket? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's blind, right? You yeah. killed the Lucky Cricket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a terrible movie. But uh, <laughs> James Hahn, some of uh, Big Trouble in Little China, of course. Cl- of course, that's what most people probably remember. Because he, yeah, because he plays Lopan, yeah. the villain. Uh, he's also in Kung Fu Panda. He plays a uh, uh, Kung Fu Panda's dad. Blade Runner. He's in Blade Runner. Airplane. He's in Airplane. And uh, also uh, the other one out. He would be uh, his is Mulan. He, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you look up everything? His whole filmography. How I many mash episodes is he in? Oh, I didn't see how I didn't pay attention to how many mashups I was in. I'm just curious. He's in quite a few. I bet it's more than two. Well, yeah. Um, it's but, different characters, right? But yeah, yeah. Uh, but he played 400. He has has 432 credits to his career. He's usually known for playing every single Asian character known to man in TV and movies. <laughs> uh, he actually ended up. He actually directed five films. 
Yeah, he, I, I read an interview with him a few years ago. He really wanted to produce and make more movies and produce and direct. And yeah. he, he loves, he loves entertaining. He loves entertaining. You know. But here's a, here's also another reason why he is so important to film. He is one of the. He is also one of the founders of the East West Players. They're the oldest Asian theater in Los Angeles. He also served as president and charter member of the Association for a- Asian Pacific American Artists, making sure that Asians were represented correctly in film. Um, now, granted, he did play a lot of stereotypes, but they all did. So, so did George Takei. Yeah, but you know, you're 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 Green Beret. In a certain time, you you have to make money, and he was doing that. But at the same time. <clears throat> he was working towards a better portrayal of Asian characters. Um, and if somebody offers me enough money to go play a fat, bearded redneck, yeah, I'll do it with gusto. And uh, one little part of trivia that actually, when I was looking through all of his his um, his many, many roles, and I'm sure it was a tribute, and this is for Haley, who hopefully is still listening to our show at least. I wouldn't. <laughs> um, do you think she's sicker of her voices and faces? Maybe. I mean, I'm... She did tune into the live though when we did the live. Yeah. Well, yeah, but she doesn't have a lot. No, I'm joking. But uh, in the in the TV show Chuck, he played an Asian character called Lopan. <laughs> Where did they come up with that at? I don't know. I just maybe they just came out of, but I highly doubt it. During the commentary for Big Trouble in Little China, John Carpenter heaps heaps praises. By the way, if you're a John Carpenter fan, heaping praises usually isn't a sentence or a, or some sort of description you'd throw at JC. Yeah. Heaps praises on James Wong and how he totally got the character, understood the character from the time, from the get-go, from the jump, and he just owned it. Yeah. And I don't... He had nothing but respect for the man. Yeah. And I don't think that's one thing James Hong is not known. He is an amazing actor. He can go in and play anything you want him to. Now, granted, he has been typecast a lot, but there are roles out there we're casting him as Britney Spears in the book. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Britney <laughs> Spears is James Hong. No, James Hong is Britney Spears. Oh, no, no, let's get her too. She'll play him in the audition for the movie. Be behind the scenes role. But there are movies. If out our, there. If our never Patreon, did one of those switch films, right? Nobody's ever like got switched to another If, if our Patreon hits. We'll call it Freaky Bonehead. <laughs> if our Patreon hits $500 million, we'll get James Hong on the phone. And we'll make that happen. Absolutely. But, sure. but anyway, I mean, he is—he does play a lot of stereotypical Asian characters, but in some of the roles like Lopan, even though Lopan's a little bit stereotypical, <laughs> um, there are roles out there where he, he goes in and he nails it and he pulls you into the movie because it's James Hong. All right. So it's my, my let me let Chad sit down. Just we'll let Chad sit down. It is your turn to talk. Let's try to, we, we, we really ought to keep these episodes at a fairly decent I'm, I'm minute, trying to. So I'll, I'll try to pick up the Professor Longwind Bottom. I'm try to, you all have one on about James Hong for 40 minutes. Uh, but no. he's James Hong. I'm going to give Did this away. Did you say J.T. Walsh? You're going to automatically know who this is as soon as I say, well, the role he's probably best oh, yeah. known for. Teddy the truck like, driver from Supergirl, the movie. Everybody knows that. What the I hell? Have, all right, all right. Ever. Soldier number two in Spies Like Us. The CIA that could be agent, Ethan Cohen, by the, the way. The CIA. That could be either Joel or Ethan Cohen. They both are in that movie, yeah. and so was Sam Raimi. The CIA agent from, uh, uh, from, um, I screwed it up. Ishtar. No, I'm talking about Matt Furrer. Matt Furrer, Max Headroom. Yeah. Uh, Max Headroom, The Stand, Iron Man. You could have said Lawnmower 2. Lawnmower Man 2, Job's War, not a guy. The Pink quicker. Panther. The Pink Panther. Um, he's the voice of the, the, voice the, of the new Pink Panther, yeah. 
I wouldn't. Uh, he that. was Lloyd Christmas in the short-lived Dumb and Dumber TV series. One of the first things I saw him in was a short-lived Didn't know that existed. Short, uh, Shaky Ground, the short-lived sitcom that was on Fox after Married with Children. Do you know who, who is in more turkeys than stuffing other than John Candy? Matt Furr, who is um, a good actor, Supernatural. Uh, in Search of Dr. Seuss, he was a cat in the hat, which was one of the first yeah. Dr. Seuss films. Um, that being said, for Disney fans, he's in Hercules. For comic fans, he was the leader in the Incredible Hulk cartoon. Uh, he's just been in, and, and actually, I like them. They had no budget whatsoever, but he did a string of Sherlock Holmes films. Yeah, yeah. And those are actually entertaining are if you good? like if you like the by the book Sherlock Holmes, like closer to the book with no budget. Like, literally, I'm sorry, the house with the Baskerville. <laughs> just <laughs> Well, this kitten is the hound of the Baskerville. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. But uh, he was Moloch. He was Moloch. I would say Moloch and the Watchmen. He's he's been and what's yeah. funny is he's still very much active. One of the best part of the pixels. You make him sound like an eighty year old man who just got it on. No, no. <laughs> One of the best part of the movie Pixels, which yeah. is an Adam Sandler film. I have seen Pixels, but I don't remember him in it. Uh, he, he's Max Henry. Oh. You know oh, another God. role. Another it went role through my head now. My, the current thing he's doing that I'm most excited about is he's the bishop in Castlevania. Mm. And if you've not watched the Netflix show Castlevania, it's not bad. It's, you're missing out. It's really it's, uh, another role, and and this is fairly recent. But in the very first episode of the the show or Cinemax, the Showtime or whatever, the Nick, the Nick, yeah, he is in it for about what five ten minutes, James, mm. and that five to ten minutes that he's in there blows you away. Um, recently, he's also I love one here. I, I loved Altered Carbon. Are he's you gonna talk about that. the stand? Uh, and and nope. currently he's going to be in the show The Order. So if you're, but Matt Furrer is very much prolific. But you're right; he's in a lot of. He's not just in the stand; he's the professor in yeah. uh, Riding the Bullet. He's oh, in a lot. If of you're a Garrison. Stephen King fan, he's in just about he's everything. In, he's in almost everything um, that Mick Garris directed. He's got a scene in it. And if you liked Falling Skies, which was another short-lived show, he's in that. He was in Eureka. Um, but he's just in a ton of stuff. Uh, he is in Supernatural. He plays Pestilence. He. Has two of the best supporting cop roles of all time. One in Short Time with Dabney Coleman, where <laughs> Dabney Coleman knows he's going to die and has to get himself killed to get pay off the insurance. Yeah. But he's not really going to die. No. Nope. He plays his partner. How did you leave that out, James? Uh, I was going to actually say he also is. Um, I've got another one. <laughs> he's in Desperation. Oh, I've got another one. Uh, and he is in. You made me lose my spot. Mm -hmm. Dan, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Nope, got another one. And the 2004 Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead, he Joe. He sure is. He plays the dad. Yep. Yeah. Loret who is in the taking of who's the the taking of Beverly Hills? Who's that actor? Oh guy? God, Fall Guy. Not the Fall. Oh no. Oh man, I don't know. Matt Frewer is the cop. Yeah, he's great in that movie. <laughs> he's Matt Frewer. And, uh, Holy hell, I can't believe I pulled out the taking of he, Beverly Hills. Robert you, Davies, the you bad guy. You both also forgot. Robert Davies, who could also be on this list, is a bad guy. Robert Davies is, is, uh, is the second that was on FBI. My list. Is this, did I take Robert Davies? Uh, no, I'm still going to do it. We'll just move on. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah, let's, but I was going to say, the, uh, Christmas. the other thing, Gargoyle. Gargoyles, if you're a fan of the Disney's Gargoyles. Oh, Jonathan yeah. Frakes does that. Uh, he was he <laughs> was one of the talents in that. He's uh, also he's also uh, second banana to uh, Rick Moranis in Honey, I Shrunk, Honey, the, Shrunk kids. the Kids. He's Batman the Animated Series. He was that. in that. But also my my one of my favorite roles of his, just because it's such a... 
conniving, skeezy character that I love is him being Berlinguff Rasmussen in Star Trek The Next Generation, who steals a time machine and fakes being a time traveler. So, Joe, what's number I, I, I still you're I still can't believe that I didn't pull him out of the stand. Matt Fur. I mean, I mean, of all the things. I, I can't believe of, I didn't. Short I, time is what popped up in my mind. He didn't even pull up on my list. I, I, I'm, he didn't I'm, mind I'm punching myself for not even putting He didn't mind either. But kudos uh, Chad, there. if you want to go, I'm arguing about my third one. All right, so my third if one. If you want to do Robert Davi, I've got, I've got six. No, I, he's not I on here. full six. So my third one is um, a, an actress who basically, in a lot of ways, carries every movie she's in. Joan Cusack. Uh, yeah, I like Joan Cusack. She's the better part. She was only one of the few characters I liked in a show that I don't care for that a lot of people like. Uh, Shameless. Shame. Um, but Joan, Joan Cusack, gross point blank. Yeah. She's great as the secretary. Mm-hmm. Adam's Family Values. Adam's Family Values. Yeah, she's the second or third best part of Adam's Yeah, I mean, Adams. when you upstage Raul Julia, mm-hmm. um, Angelica Houston, and in a lot of ways, Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd. Yep. in a lot of scenes. She nails it and pulls you in. She's just great as this evil, conniving, murderous. I feel bad that I didn't have more. And, and now that you said it, I feel bad that I didn't put more women on this list too. Because you're absolutely right. She steals the show. I, I have a ton of women that I, I was heard going, that about you. That Does I was Christy Jennings. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you a, play up. At at the end of this, I do want to list like go get you son. <laughs> you dog. <laughs> I do want dog wheel hunt. Dog, dog wheel, wheel hunt. hunt. Let's get that bitch on your face. But she's Jesse in Toy Story two through four. That's right. Um, she's in the new series of unfortunate events, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Another movie that's bad, but she's good in it. Perks of Being a Wallflower. I yeah. liked it. No, not not that. Oh. I'm not talking about another movie. She's bad. That's bad. It's a bad movie, but she's good in it. Is Toy Toys with Robin Williams, where she plays she's the, the sister. sister. She's the best part. She's the best part. And I'm 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 I've watched that movie numerous times because of her. Yeah. Um, she usually plays a quirky, usually very opinionated character in every movie she's in. She's usually got a high, a very strong opinion. Um, her style of delivery are usually utilized to keep the character uncertain about their choices, or to inspire them to choose the right path. Okay. That's usually what she. And she even said. Um, there's a quote from her saying because of her looks that she knew she was never going to be the lead. That she always was going to be the best friend. And I. I feel like if she was given a chance, she could carry any movie. Yeah, probably. Um, and she's also mainly known for teaming up with her brother, John Cusack, a lot. Um, and is very underappreciated. She's very underappreciated for her contribution to film. Actually, she has a really good role in High Fidelity. Yeah. As, uh, that, as the girlfriend's uh, friend. I was going to put that, but then I figured I was going to be making a, a long list. Yeah, but yeah, 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 she's great in High Fidelity. Yeah. Another John Cusack film, though, but but she's in in terms of her her partnerships with John Cusack, I would say her as being the secretary for John Cusack in Gross Point Blank, she's amazing. Yeah, but most notably Adam's Family Values. You've got to give her credit for that. Yeah, James. Oh, I you want me to go back? It, it should, yeah, it's you. Yeah, right? you skipped, so pick one. This is an older one. Okay. I've got an old one. So my my, next, was, my a, next one's an old one too. So he's a living. Well, he was. He's dead. Um, died of cancer. Dig him up! <laughs> Dig his ass up. But he's a legend in Hollywood for being friends with people, not only for his acting, but if you know things about actors who, like we talk about comedians, comedian, or actors, actors, people who know, he's been said to have known where all the bodies were buried, all the secrets. He was a closeted man who never particularly probably ever came out, and I'm not doing it here either, but was known for his dinner parties and his friendships all throughout 
on top of being one of the best character actors ever, Roddy McDowell. Oh, yeah. You can't pass Roddy McDowell. Planet yeah. of the Apes. Legend, he, he in Legend of Hell House is amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent and Fright Night. Fright Night Part 2, which, by the way, you can I, I think you can't. You can't even buy it on DVD, or it's a bootleg get, version. I was going to say, you can get the remake sequel. You can get the remake <laughs> sequel, which, is, by the way, is directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who's from Kentucky. It's an underrated sequel, by the way, yeah. Friday Night Part 2. You can now watch it on Amazon. Really? I watched it a couple of months ago. Huh. Uh, Christine Lakey, thank you. She had posted, or someone had posted, because she's a huge, that's her favorite movie, is uh, Friday Night. But yeah, Friday Night. Um, I, I could go back. He was a child actor. He went all the way back to National Velvet. Um, if you don't know who he is, that's unfortunate. He only got to direct once, but he's probably, do you think he's best, who do you think he's best known for now? Do you think it's Friday Night? I would say Friday Night or Planet of the Apes, even though people, you don't probably, see his face. I don't think Planet, I think Planet of the Apes <coughs> for a certain generation, but maybe for us it'd be Friday Night. Yeah, it'd be Friday Night. Uh, another movie that you're talking about just stealing scenes, you ever seen Overboard with Kurt Russell and... And uh, why can't I think of Kurt Russell's wife? Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. He plays Goldie's butler. Yep. He steals every scene. Another um, James brought and because James brought up this show, I'm going to bring. He's the voice of the Mad Hatter in the Batman the Animated Series, and is phenomenal as the Bad Hatter. Oh, is he? Yeah. I don't know that I knew that. Yeah, he's great. He is great in that role. He really is. Like that that Mad Hatter is how I pictured the Mad Hatter. So <clears throat> James has went really obscure for a couple of these and I know Roddy McDowell is a little more like well known. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think Roddy McDowell's obscure. I don't think so either. That's the reason why I was fighting back and forth, but when I see Roddy McDowell, I stop and watch it. He was in a movie that's from the sixties. He played a teenager and at the time when he did it, he was thirty four years old. And I mentioned it once on the show before. If you can ever f- do yourself a favor, track down Lord Love a Duck. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Look it up. A lot of people have written about it in cinema later. It was not a huge hit. Not a lot of people remember it. How the damn thing got made in 60s and, and going through the studio system of just how perverse it is. Yeah. Not that there's anything extreme, like there's not huge nudity and other things, but... The daddy issues, the pedophilia, the things that are that are touched upon in that movie, and, and once again, it's just childish. And it's just childish. Right. So once again, Lord Love a Duck. It's a hilarious, very dark movie that I I'm quite. I don't have a copy. I don't know if you can get a copy. I need to look it up. But him being 34, 36 years old playing eighteen year olds, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Not as funny, well, slightly more funny than Charlton has to play in a Mexican in yeah. Touch of Evil. <laughs> James, what's your and number three? As good as John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan and... Uh, Woo! Which killed concert. him. Yeah, yeah, killed everybody. Yep. Uh, what's her name? Of course, the cigarettes didn't help. No. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the radiated sand is what killed him. Cigarettes didn't help. <laughs> when we were doing Dick Miller... So is it mine? I'm going yeah, to my yours, third. Yeah, next. you do Dick. Um, when we did Dick Miller, I blanked on this actor's name. He's one of my favorite character actors. He... To modern on it, since he's going to seem obscure, but that's Elisha <coughs> Cook Jr. I um, he's on my list. I'm not. I wasn't going to bring him up, but he was. He, he, he made it on my list. He was on House on Hill. He I mentioned in that episode that he had the great closing line: "The ghosts are moving, 
Then they'll come for me. Then they'll I come didn't for put you. him on my list, but as um, soon as you said House of Haunted Hill, I was like Elijah Cook, and then I was like, yes, he's a great Eli- character he, actor. He he doesn't he have quite that James Hong re- resume. No, but, but he has a ton of TV. Two hundred and twenty, up including up until he died, he was doing episodes of Magnum PI between nineteen eighty one and nineteen eighty eight. He did uh, fourteen episodes. He worked on Alf. Yep. He worked on Simon and Simon. He did the Twilight Zone remake. He was in A Team. He was in Night Court. Uh, literally, he just never stopped working. But the big part about it is, if you go back again, that we're talking about character actors that pull your eye. Yeah. Go back and watch The Big Sleep. Watch yeah. The Maltese Falcon. Watch Sergeant York. He's got a great scene. He has, a, he has like three great scenes. Watch Rosemary's the, Baby as the Mal, in The Maltese Falcon because um, he's kind of the idiot henchman. <laughs> yeah. to, to Sydney Green Street, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I mean, you know. Other way. And at the same time, Street, yeah. um, he he was in the original Superman with George Reeves. Yep. Reeve. Uh, uh, he was in the Batman TV series again, Bonanza. Um, so I mean, he was doing Rosemary's Baby in 1968. Turned around and went, hey, you know what? I'm going to do uh, the Ghost of Mrs. Muir. I'm going to do just. He was definitely a working actor, Man from Uncle, all this stuff, Gunsmoke. But any time, and we're talking multiple episodes of Gunsmoke, Rawhide, Wagon Train. What a great career. Um, yeah. The Fugitive, The Untouchable, 77 Sunset Strip. You don't have to read them all. Yeah, you don't have to read every single credit. <laughs> but the other one I want to say that most people haven't seen, and if you haven't seen this movie, uh, you, prob- you all probably have, but for those of you watching, he has a, a, a kind of interesting role in the movie One-Eyed Jacks. And One-Eyed Jacks is famous for what reason? I've never seen, never it. seen it. Marlon Brando directed One-Eyed Jacks. I've never actually um, seen it. So if you get a chance, uh, in One-Eyed Jacks, um, it, he's got a very kind of uh, interesting role there. He plays Carvey. But literally, if you look at his career, from working with Alfred Hitchcock to literally. working with... Um, mm-hmm. He said literally. Yeah, no. He can say it, not me. He's taking a long-ass pause, fingering that thing over there. No, I was... you all listening? It's an iPad. Well, I was was letting you finish. But anyway... Why I don't let you... Worked on Dick Tracy, worked on all those shows (laughs) back in the day. And and if you just think about the people he worked with, from Hitchcock to Marlon Brando to all these people, and then at the end of his life, he's like, yeah, I'll do an episode of Alf. Bring that puppet in here. (laughs) I don't um, blame him though. What are you gonna do? No, especially and, when you're an actor. And again, he plays Uncle Albert and Alf. And when he's on screen, I'm like, oh cool, yeah. No, I'm gonna watch it. If <laughs> any episode he's on, uh, the Night Stalker, he played Darren McGavin's friend in yeah, uh, Coljack the Night Stalker. So, Joe, but anyway, yes. Elisha Cook Jr. Uh, do you want to go next? Or? I can go next, or you can go next. It's you go up next. To you. Let's get back on normal rotation. All right. So I <clears throat> we're on number four, right? Yep. Man, I'm really, really, really hard one. I knew who I was going to end with, but I... I know who I'm going to end up with, too. End on, too. Charles Durning. Do you guys mm. know who Charles Durning is? I do. Oh, no, I don't know who Charles Durning is. I'm just saying, <laughs> I might obviously need to be more obscure. I didn't... <laughs> Sorry. If you don't know who Charles Durning is, oh, my God. Charles Durning is in everything from Evening Shade to The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Let's see. What else is he in? Old Brother, Where Out Thou... Um, oh my God! I'm trying to think of other. He was in the last part of his life. He was on. He played. What's his face's father on Dennis Leary's show? 
He played Dennis Leary's dad. Uh, rescue Me. Rescue Me. Why couldn't I think of it? So he was not only in his 90s by the time he died, he actually worked till he died. He was in World War II. Yeah. And his dream was to die either on, was to die on set. Really? He wanted to work till he died. He loved it. He thought it was the greatest thing ever. He enjoyed his work, and that's all he ever wanted to do was work. <coughs> now, let's. what are some of your all's favorite Charles Durning roles? Oh, I mean, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Evening Shade. He's in an Amazing Stories, which also is um, directed by, I'm pretty sure that's the one where he He was is. in State in Maine. I loved him in State in Maine. Uh, yeah, he is in State in Maine. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. But um, every movie he's in was elevated because he was in it. And, and by the way, also Purple Heart was in it. He's also in The Sting. And, oh, God, he's in the Muppet movie. He's in To Be or Not To Be. Oh, and he's in Tootsie. He's in Dick Tracy. Yeah, I was getting ready to say Dick Tracy. He was one of my favorites. Um, but he's also the cop in Dog Day Afternoon who's outside, the detective. Who's trying to get Al Pacino out? Atticus. No. My God, he's in Meatballs 3. Do you know what film he was nominated for a Best Supporting Actor for, Joe? I don't off the top of my head. It, it's about a certain type of house in Texas. Best little... Oh, but he has... His his song and dance routine about... I just do a little, little dance because he plays the governor, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And the only person in that movie that comes close to him is who? Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Yep. Which we've talked about on the show before. <coughs> we've got into a character actor tailspin. Yep. <laughs> but so I, like I said, the tailspin theme. <laughs> I, was <thinking laughs> of, I was trying to think of one more that I absolutely love, and there's yeah, that we're good there. Check him out. Your turn. All right, mine's going to be obscure. My next one's real, I think is fairly obscure. Okay. William Hickey. Oh God! I, I, not to me. Uh, no, not to me. <laughs> Are you going to talk about the producers? <laughs> I'm going to talk about the producers. We're going to talk about the Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm talk about the Puppet Master. I was going to say I put. I didn't put the Puppet Master on my list. He is. The, he's the Puppet Master for about five minutes. He was the biggest <laughs> name in that movie. Yeah, he was the biggest name in it. He's in Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. One Crazy Summer. Uncle Lewis. And um, okay, you both are. If you all don't know who it is, he's Uncle Lewis. Well, one with a toupee. Hey. And Christmas Vacation with a cigar. Yeah. Um, that blessing. You couldn't hear a dump truck drive through a nitroglycerin plant. It, you now all, you know who William Hickey. You is. all are going to rip on me for this <laughs> last movie. I'm going to talk. I'm going to mention that he was in Mouse Hunt. But no, but he's one of my personal reasons. He's one of my reasons why I like it as much as I do. Major pain. <laughs> I don't remember him. He's the schoolmaster. I don't remember that. <laughs> you know, Damon, I got something that'll take your mind off that page. Yeah, Damon Wayans comes in, and he's just he's just completely like he's all. He, William Hickey's main concern is catching butterflies. <laughs> That's all he cares about is butterflies in Major Pain. He's great. Um, he can easily be defined as the grumpy old or very confused old man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of times he played the elder mob kingpin in a lot of things too. One most notably the Jerky Boys. <laughs> Is he also in a, a Corman film from the seventies where he plays the mob king? Probably. He played. He played. He had a few. He quite a few. Mo- but what kills me is he was always known as the the. He's mostly known for playing the crazy old guy. Tales from the dark side of the movie. But you know how old he was when he died? 
15. He, had no, a terrible decision. He was only 69 when he died. Really? He looked 102 when he was on the producers in 1969. Because well, well, yeah, he's got a small He's the one at the bar with him. Yeah, I know. He, he, and he, I mean, in Christmas Vacation and Major Pain, he looks like he's about 90. What's he the line the, from Don Rickles has when he's in an episode of the Andy Griffith Show? Oh yeah, I worry a lot. He, he says I'm thirty something. And he goes and then he goes. I wor- is it I worry a lot? Yeah, I worry a lot. I, I worry a lot. lot. But I yeah, mean, my, my God, he, I think episode. he. And if I'm not mistaken, Joe, correct me. I believe he played like the old haggard man in the Tales from the Crypt episode that was directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. He is. That's what I was going to tell you. He's the one. And the dude in it. If you guys have ever seen Roxanne, the good looking guy that that who Roxanne actually wants to sleep with yeah. instead of Steve Martin is. The model guy that he's, but what it, the story is? Do you remember it? I don't want to take you. No. no. Okay, it's directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's the Tales from the Crypt. He's a billionaire. He has a rich. He's rich. He has a young girlfriend, but he wants to look good. So he finds a surgeon who can replace certain body parts, if you know what I mean. So he starts with his face. So he steals that, and then by the time he basically transplants his body with this good-looking guy, who is who I explained it to. Guess what? The twist ending is she decides. She would rather be with money. So the model has all the money now, and now he looks good. Yep. And he's broke. Yep. That's a great twist. And it's directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, but no, William Hickey. That's absolutely true. William Hickey is just one of those actors that, again, if he's in a movie... Yeah, he he pulls... He, he, he He's the focus. He's the best part. He, he and um, uh, Buster... Um, I can't think of his uh, name from Scrooge... Bill Murray. No. Oh, the cab oh, driver. Oh, oh, oh. David. Um, but, uh, your, uh, Jake Johansson. Jake Johansson. Jake Johansson. I thought it was David Johansson. Maybe it is David Johansson. Jake Johansson's the comedian. Yeah. David Johansson, who was also, um, he was a singer. Hot, hot, hot in the, set, in the 80s, right? That was yeah, yeah. Big Buster Poindexter. Yeah. David Johansson. He and David Johansson are the best uh, of the vignettes in uh, Tales from the Dark Side of the movie. Yeah. He's the guy that owns, William Hickey is the old rich billionaire who owns the house where they've uh, the cats are trying to attack him because of, they made their money from drugs that they tested on cats. And David Johansson is a uh, hired killer. No, we got some time. Okay. Is a hired killer that's brought in to kill the cat. Okay. Yeah, William Hickey, uh, he was my obscure one. James, what do you got? Joe, you went, so James, you go. You're number four. I'm going to go ahead and do Robert Davi, just because Robert Davi is... Um, He's in my favorite... Let me see your... Robert Davi. Oh, Robert Davi. The Goonies. Yeah, I said... Uh, he's he's I one said of the... He's one of the... whatever from the, the Die Hard. He's yeah. in he's Katomi. A, he's in Never it. forget. Oddly enough, he is also going with my, my first one of Teaspoon of Anthony Zerb. He's also in License to Kill. So he also has that yeah, Bond connection. He's actually one of the better villains I, I, that I don't think gets credit. Because I think License to Kill is the only good... It's, it's one of the more Timothy ground... Dalton one. And it's one of the more grounded James Bond movies. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I actually really liked it. Feeds are due to a shark! Yeah, is it more grounded than the other one? He, yeah. he, he actually has right now about 12 movies in either post-production or production. An interesting thing about him, he is a staunch conservative. Really? Like, wow. Rush well, Limbaugh. He's a, he, he's a, he's actually, and, and it's funny that he does have 154 credits. He was one of the few people that spoke at, uh, at uh, who's the Cheeto-in-Chief? Trump. Look it up. <coughs> oh, wow, that's depressing. Um, when they were trying to bring out those, him and uh, Antonio Sabata Jr. You mean Scott Bayo? 
That one too. Robert Antonio Sambada Jr. Uh, uh, Robert Davi though is he's he's done a lot of stuff, but actually he's better known in many circles as a musician. As a matter of fact, there's a documentary coming out called Davi's Way, and he was challenged to reenact Sinatra's Madison Square Garden concert, and he only had one year to pull it off. Well, he had he had like a Ruben Blades is the same way, right? Yeah. He was he was really known for music, but I knew him for acting. Acting, yeah, you, didn't. you didn't. You're the one who taught me that he even had a music career. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I learned that in my music class in college that he was a musician. Is that where you learned that? Yeah, yeah, that's where I learned it. And then later on, I learned he did the whole soundtrack for Cindy <laughs> Lumet Q and A Nick yeah. Nolte movie. Yeah, but he, but uh, Robert Davi too. Yeah, you can see his 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 singing talent prep in the Goonies. Yeah, he actually is credited right. for that. Um, but he did. Uh, so he he normally gets cast as gangsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he did have he has a look, dude. Of T.J. <laughs> yeah. Hooker, heart to heart. Yeah. But he uh, so he's also in the Goonies. He did episodes of The Equalizer and Hunter and all that stuff. But then he is, he does play an FBI agent in Die Hard, so he's not typecast there. He licenses thrill, and then he moved on. License to kill. I, I have a license to thrill. <laughs> Shoot to thrill. Uh, no, play anyway. to kill. Too many women and too many pills. But then he went on to probably the most important franchise of Maniac Cop 2 and 3. 3. Badge of Honor. He replaced Bruce <laughs> Why Campbell. Why do I know that? <laughs> um, no, no. He re- Bruce Campbell died. Yeah. Whoa! Spoiler. They're all directed by Bill William Butler. Yeah, William but Butler. then he, and TV wise, if you're a fan, and these shows were big when they were on. Oh, the guy who played Maniac um, Cop could be a good character actor. <laughs> the, uh, the guy Robert with the chin. Zadar, I've met him. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, That's depressing. The Pretender and The Profiler were both shows, and he's done both of those as different well, roles. The, so. the third when the third degree showed, and uh, he was there. Oh, okay, and. You also would probably know him uh, if you're a fan of music and you're of a certain age. He did work with the Jonas Brothers uh, in some of their videos. Well, thanks and, for bringing uh, that up. Oh, I know. Yeah, um, that's what we need. But actually, Nick most Jonas. of Also, though, he's done tons of video game work, uh, including video games. Uh, Scarface, <coughs> when they did the video game, he did voice work for that. He did uh, video game work for Halo, the Halo franchise. So, I mean... I'm sorry right now if you're no. if you're listening to this. My son is upstairs beating something. Yeah. Uh, and most recently, 2015. Hopefully, hopefully not it's most not his mother. Not well. If or it is, maybe. Uh, uh, 2015, he actually worked with Bob Dylan. So I mean, musician, video games. I didn't know about the musician part. Uh, musicians, video games, and character actor. I mean, the, the man's everywhere. So that that's there Boys, you go. The one I'm going to end up is not obscure, but he's the greatest character actor of all time. And I will have you all fight and argue with me for the rest of the day. But when I say his name, you're going to be like, I don't know. You can argue with me, but he's the greatest character actor of all time. Burgess Meredith. No, no, that's not true. Yeah, Who? It's better than Burgess Meredith. No, that's true. I, I, was, yeah, yeah, I mean, you got. He said it's true. You got. Uh, he's good. He's great. Who's he's better one than Burgess best. Meredith? John Lithgow. No, John Lithgow is a great actor. He's a phenomenal actor. He is not as iconic, I do not believe, as Burgess Meredith. He's had, yeah, I'm not going to argue that Burgess Meredith... Although they both have Twilight Zone connections. Yeah. And Burgess Meredith did the voiceover work for Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah. He was also the Penguin. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> you like boxing movies? He's no. All, well, if you do, he's in Digstown. <laughs> Oh my God! You think somebody out there, if he do, he's in Creed too. <laughs> he's in Clash of the Titans. He is in Clash of the Titans. 
He is literally. I can't uh, argue he is, that he is one of the best. I don't know if he is the best, but I, he is. I, the, he is one of the best. Actually, when I was putting I'm, it together, I almost put him first, and I said no. I knew how I was going to end it. I was going to say he's the greatest character actor of all time. You know, actually, one thing that I will say: if and, you just took his Twilight Zone Rocky movie, if you just, I think he'd still win. Without mm-hmm. talking about the fact that he's in the original, pretty sure the stunt he's in the original of, of Mice and Men, the original first movie, right? Yeah. I know he's in a Mice and Men, but is that the first one? No, he's in everything. I mean, literally, and I agree with you. Like I said, I, yeah. first he is in Rocky, and obviously that's what. But he's in GI Joe the movie. Mm-hmm. He's but actually, you know what? And it has me fall down laughing the first time I saw it. Um. He's also a psycho and burnt offerings. I always uh, forget that. By the way, if you're grumpy old men and grumpy old men. See, he steals. And by the way, from he does Walter Matthau. He does it for Walter Matthau and, and Jack, Jack Lemon. And, and, and Am I scene, right? No, no, there's no and argument. And the outtakes, I don't know if it's at the end of Grumpy Old Men or Grumpy Old Men. Grumpy Old Men, where right. he's talking about his uh, sausage. Uh, <laughs> he's in the grocery store, right? Yep. What? It, maybe it's at the end of Grumpy Old Men then, because there's, there's one part where he's just on a bench. And he keeps doing islands in Hawaii that have sexual overtones. <laughs> Want to come lay me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I literally was just sitting there, and I—it's just outtakes. And you're, you're just rolling. It's and and he could play. I mean, I can sit here and tell you that Burgess Meredith is in some of the best Twilight Zone episodes. We could start talking about how Burgess Meredith is obviously Rocky. And make, you know, you gotta choke that chicken, Rock. I know he doesn't say choke the chicken, catch, but, but yes, but yes. I prefer my my way better. Now, we could do all that. Who? Who is more iconic than Burgess Meredith as a character actor? Oh, man, that's hard. Don't get me wrong. John Lithgow may very well be a better actor. You forgot his his most iconic role, too. He he was the voice of of, uh, John Candy's father in Hot to Trot. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Useless trivia, by the way. And I, I, I saw this episode. He's 90, by the way, when he died. Yeah. I, mean, I saw this episode a while back, and I actually had forgot about it. Useless trivia. Other than the Batman show and the Batman movie and stuff like that, other than Batman Link stuff, where else did Burgess Meredith play the penguin? I don't know. The monkeys. There's an entire episode where the monkeys met the pig one. And it wasn't even built that way. The episode is just called The Monkeys Lose Their Mind and Burgess Meredith. Pops I don't think up I've ever seen one. that. And honestly, I thought I'd saw most of the episodes in The Monkeys. Uh, monkeys, what a great weird show. It is a weird show. The movie's um, weird too. Yeah. So I, 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 I truly feel that he is the most iconic character actor. I don't think there's time. an. I, you know, I'm, I said it. I, he, I mean, don't get me wrong. I. There's, there, there, and I don't want to, re- I think we're going to do another episode, and I apologize that I didn't have women on mine. I really think I really let. We need to do a separate We episode. need to do a separate episode. And probably and I, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to do an honorable mention, and if we're going to do an, an actress episode, I'm not going to list all the actresses that I had. Right. I have, I, I have a ton. I think we should, uh, and, it, and, it, and I didn't realize just how sexist it was so I was looking over it, but I guess there's so many of those on here are my, are my heroes. The only one who I think is... I was gonna say because and then in, in my, I mean, my I could, Harry Dean Stanton or Eli Wallach maybe, but no, I, I, they don't come. And in, in, in my twenty six that I listed, a, a, a good ten of those, maybe twelve, twelve or thirteen are women. I just opted to do the men because. With we can make excuses. I mean, really, honestly, mine. I needed to do a more better, a yeah. better job. Well, and I think and I just, the, in my mind, I just went from male character actors. Well, to, as I say, and part of the reason is male character actors, sexism involved in Hollywood, they have better longevity. 
I, man, the women that I chose but will you know, come back. In general, in general, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's been one of the big critiques that you can play the girl next door for a while and you may do that in 10 roles, but eventually you have to change or something has to change. And, and, and it's the sex that's involved in the system. Joan Cusack was a good pick. Joan yeah. Cusack hit the Joan guy. Cusack's phenomenal. So what's your next one? My last one is also right up there with Oliver Platt as in terms of one of my favorite character actors, Edward Herman. Oh, that's good. Edward Herman is one of the best. You know what he was good in? Did you guys ever see that uh, Lorelai show? Uh, what's the one where he plays the dad and the two, uh, the younger girl and the one that has sex with Billy Bob who says, uh, why don't you uh, do me there, uh, Santa? I have no idea. Oh, Bad Santa. Yeah, it's not Bad Santa. He's not in that. I have no idea. Choo, choo. No, I was about to start doing lines from another movie. I'm blanking. What's the name of that show that women love? I'm being really sexist now. No, I don't know. But uh, Edward Herman, you can look it up while I'm talking. Uh, Edward Herman, um, just to say things. You know, some of the movies he was in, he was the he was the villain in Lost Boys. He, what? He's in the. You ruined it. He's in the Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio, and is one of the better parts about the Aviator. Oh my God, George Clooney. Oh oh oh, geez. Um, he died way too soon. Yeah, he died way too soon. But Intolerable Cruelty, he's one of the best parts of... He is of the in, best part of, of Intolerable Cruelty. Cruelty. He is the best part. And look how many actors are Gilmore in Gilmore Girls. He's the dad in Gilmore Girls. I almost Girls. said Gilmore Girls. I didn't know if that's what you're talking about. Um, Dude, over, he's the husband in Overboard. This is, I'm getting right. That was my next one, you jerk face. He's the second... This is the second time we've mentioned the movie Overboard. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? It's directed by Gary Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> Who's also Rest dead. Oh, he's also um, in the paper chase. Yeah, um, he's also in one of my favorite Mom's movies of all time, choice. The Purple Rose of Cairo, and um, he's mo and one of one of my first introductions to Edward Herman, other than The Lost Boys, is he is and I dare anybody to argue with me the best part of Annie as FDR. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go for his classic turn in My Boyfriend's Back. Nope he he outacted Tim Curry in Annie, Albert Brooks, Albert Finney. Albert Finney. He, uh, he, <laughs> he, out, he, out, he outperformed Albert Finney in What's Annie. What's funny is it took me a second to go. That ain't as right. FDR, as a completely fictional variation of who FDR. Who the hell does he play in My Boyfriend's Bag? The best performance ever of FDR is Barry Boswell. He's one of the yes, dads, sir. and he's one of the. I think he's the dad. I don't think I've actually ever seen My Boyfriend's Bag. I have. Oh, it's got um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. You should see. You it. know what? Oh, who is also a great character actor, just uh, like the uh, what's it called? The, uh, Chase the, the Dragon. The other, the other thing you'll you'll know Ed Herman from is he is uh, most he had does a lot of before his before he passed he did a lot of voiceover work. It, he does he, a little less now. Yeah. <laughs> you can contact him through his hold on, hold on. service. Hold on. We need room tone. Just do your job. <laughs> uh, but uh, he, oh, he did a lot a of documentary day. narration for History Channel um, oh, a ton he did a ton there, um, great. History's Lost and Found he was the narrator for that show um, He and this is one of the things that pissed me off that the History Channel did he narrated the entire um, documentary on the presidents where they covered each president They um, after he passed they took his narration off and replaced it with somebody else. Why? I don't know. He was know. the best part. He was the Except best part. Except for the history. And I mean, that's how I absorbed the information, through Edward Herman's voice. Um, I didn't know that. They, 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 they recast, they did. They over, They over. redid the voice. Um, he, somebody didn't want to write somebody a check. And he could play He he could play a wide range of characters. And he, he played the, a pretentious snob, the lovable dad, or a bumbling moron. Uh, choo, choo! <laughs> Any movie he was he is in, by, he is still the best part of *Intolerable Cruelty*. Yeah, he is the best part. And mm -hmm. I mean, God, Jeffrey Rush 
Russ, Rush, Rush is in that movie, and still Edward Herman is the best part. Um, so Edward Herman is my final pick. James, what's your final? I, I was I was coin tossing, and I'm going to honorable mention the other one, but I'm going to have to go with Roscoe Lee Brown. Oh my God, Roscoe Lee Brown, that's a good pick. You don't know who Roscoe Lee Brown is, do you? Terrible with actors' names. Show me a picture, and I'll tell you what he's in. As soon as you see him, you'll know who it is. Roscoe Lee Brown. Oh! Oh my God, he's such a good actor. I loved him in uh, uh, that one movie. Uh, anything that he's in Logan's Run. Yeah. Do you know who he is in Logan's Run? No. Logan? No. Run? No. Damn it. <laughs> my God. That would have been. People. That, I have a really horrible joke. Um, what's funny is actually one of the, I, I was channel surfing when I was doing this. And I landed on MeTV or Nick at Night or whatever, still showing all in the family. And it's the episode where all, he get, where Archie Bunker gets caught in the elevator. And guess who's in there with him? <laughs> Logan's Run. Logan's Run. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're over 30. And he's like, ah, you see the Democrat. Anyway, um, but, no, he, he's, uh, he's Box. Fish, Plankton. Treasures of the Sea in Logan's Run. You know what? Uh, real qu real quick, I'm going to interrupt so you. You know what? The, you know it's what it, a it's a crappy robot. I know, but it's yeah. you, you know what else he was? What he um it could be argued uh, between who played the better version, Vincent D'Onofrio or Roscoe Lee Brown as the Kingpin. Where, where was he the Kingpin? He was the Kingpin in, in Spider-Man: The Animated Series. And he did oh. a ton of voiceover work, and that's what I was about to say. You have all, it, it doesn't matter if you think you've never heard and uh, don't know who Roscoe Lee Brown is, you do, because if you've seen Oliver and Company, the Disney film, <laughs> he did voices yeah. for that. In the TV series Planet of the Apes, he was in that. He did Barney Miller. He was in Logan's Run. Oh, I can't remember he who just had this Barney Miller. great voice and he had gravitas. Yeah, yeah, he does have gravitas. Every time you saw him on screen, you were like, oh, somebody's getting a lecture. <laughs> it was just, uh,. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why that was funny. I don't he know. Did, that's, a bit funny. that's the name of the show. The name of the episode. Sure. Um, I'm getting a lecture. So, yeah, someone's getting a lecture. He, did, he was in Jumpin' Jack Flash, but he also it's did. It's a gas, gas, gas. He did tons of TV series um, as a doctor in the Cosby show. Uh, he did multiple episodes of that. He was in Soap. Uh, he was in Soap. He was in Benson, obviously, the spinoff of Soap. He was in 227. Um,. I can't believe But I Francis, if you've seen Oliver and Company, the bulldog that has a very proper accent and is always correcting everybody and always wants to be the actor, oh. that is the voice of Roscoe Lee Brown. Did you also uh, did you also throw out Sanford and Son? Yes. Uh, yeah. He's Did he, you talk about All in the Family? Yes, yes. Did you uh, talk about Barney Miller? He was Swamp Thing, uh, a different world. Did you bring um, up Logan's which was, Run? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jeff. The John Cat show, which it's lost to time. That is, it has lost to oh, time. Geez. I wonder um, why that never came out. I mean, there's several shows, but it's not like it, it lasted two seasons or yeah, three. Yeah. Another actor uh, who could have been mentioned, Chi McBride, was in the John Larroquette show. But Another he, actor who could have been mentioned was John Larroquette. Yeah. He did so many narrations near the end of his life. Babe, Pig in the City, Second he narrated. Uh, Phantom 2040. As... Uh, Chad said he did do Wilson Fisk for I the entire I saw that movie in 44. That's directed by Roland um, Emmerich before Roland Emmerich became Roland Emmerich. Um, one of the things I want to do an episode of Roland Emmerich. Well, good for you. We can do that in the future. I really do not want to do an episode. Roscoe Lee Brown. Although you feel free to come to my show. And by uh, my show, I mean the one I'm doing after I get rid of you people. <laughs> Roscoe Lee Brown did tons Well, of the truth comes out. Oh, God. Uh, was in I found something that could fail worse. <laughs> uh, 
Rafael Lee Brown, though, if you do know who he is, <laughs> had, had a a very serious presence, had this great acting, uh, this great voice, and was very. Like I said, I, I know this part made it earlier. He, it felt like he was going to give you a lecture if you saw him on screen. He played with John Wayne in The Cowboys, and one of the things that I was thinking about doing him, and I pulled it up and everything, uh, he... So sexual. He always got called out for being too educated, especially in the 1960s when African-American roles weren't exactly there. Where they wanted um, him to try to do, and I'm not trying, but the stereotypical step and fetch it kind of thing. Yes, and, and so the Cowboys, one of the critiques he got, a, a critic actually published going that that character was completely unbelievable to be in the movie opposite John Wayne. Yeah. And um, his response back when somebody pointed that out to him was he didn't break his, break his step, didn't do anything. He said, well, we did have a white maid. <laughs> and he just went on. <laughs> and and um, it's funny, as I was pulling up data a second ago, uh, he actually toured with Anthony Zerb, and they did different... Uh, different things about theater and poetry and all that stuff. He says that I think of Emperor Emperor Zerg. Zerg. Yeah, uh, totally sorry. But anyway, yeah. So so he doesn't have a huge biography that a lot of people know. But if you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. But he did a ton of voice work. Like I said he did Oliver and Company. He did Spider Man as Wilson Fisk. Um, and what's funny is he didn't begin acting till later in life. He was in his thirties, not late late in life, but in his late thirties. Before that, he piddled around and wasted time teaching French and literature at a university. French and literature or French literature? No, French and literature. He had multiple. Was any of the literature in French? It may have been, Joe. I don't have a syllabus or syllabi. Did he do it by eating a lot of bread? He, he may have checked. Why I bread? don't know. I'm just saying, but French anyway. French baguette, you uncultured swine. <laughs> Roscoe. I only kiss that way. I learned how to do it. I've got some teddy bear upstairs, and we've been practicing. I call he, him Monsieur Sexy Pants. He learned it through a light socket. <laughs> Roscoe Lee That's Brown. how I get my hair to do this. So, so are we? Are we to honorable mentions? I'm going to throw out. Okay, so I'm going to list. I'll drop my damn I'll list. Li- <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it right. over to cripple. I'm going to cripple. Throw out my uh, my. What are these good ankles? And like I said, I have a ton of female lists, uh, but we're going to do. <laughs> you do. I heard that. We have a ton of a ton act- of female lists. I have a ton of actresses. Uh, but I'm not going to mention those because I'll save those for our female episode. Um, Ned Beatty. Yeah, that's a good one. William Forsythe. Yep. John C. McGinley. I have him on here. Keith oh, yeah. David. Oh, my God. I love Keith, Keith David. David. John, I'm on him on Twitter now. Can we come back to Keith David? Yeah. I mean, not now, but in a later but yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll do an episode. Uh, Let's the, do it. the two Johns, John Glover and John Lithgow. Oh, my God. Paul Giamatti. Yep. Mike Starr. Yep. Clancy Brown. Yep. Richard Mazur. Yep. William Fitchner. Yep. Frank McRae. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's it. Mine, honorable mentions were Jeffrey Combs and Brad Dourif. Uh, Brad Dourif, another one from West Virginia. Jeffrey Combs, very funny guy. Warren Oates. I was actually <coughs> really wanted to pull out Warren Oates. It's just I love the other one somewhere. And yeah. I probably have been a little bit. Jack Warden. None mm-hmm. of you all mentioned Jack Warden. Nope. There's um, so many. Uh, Peter Laurie, by the way. Kevin Pollack. Yeah. yeah, you don't like Kevin Pollack? Uh, he's good. F. Murray Abraham. I thought James was going to break up F. Murray Abraham. I thought he was, too. I, 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 I thought one of you would do J.K. Simmons. I, I see. That's another one. I, I figured that was too on the nose for my list. David Morris. <clears throat> I can't believe no one pulled out David Morris. You know who would? Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach would have totally pulled yeah. it. 
The one I really wanted to do was Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens, yeah. Yeah, but I couldn't. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Gary Cole, I thought you would have. Gary Cole. He can't. Oh, man. I He didn't. I Still, nobody's touching my honorable mention. Now I am sad I that one. Gary Cole was not listed. John on Mahoney list. from Frazier. Yeah. He just Rest passed away. Peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Go ahead. I have more, but go. I've got to go Austin Pendleton. Who the hell is that? You know him as Max from the Muppet movie. No, I don't. I'm terrible with actors. Oh, that guy. It's that guy. From Switching Channels. Oh, Austin yeah. Pendleton. Austin Pendleton was He's in. He's the one that killed that guy that they hid in the copier. Yep. Austin you Pendleton. You know, they made a remake of Switching Channels. They called it His Girl Friday. Uh, <laughs> Austin Pendleton, uh, if you don't know no who he is. No one out there is getting pissed, which makes me upset. Yep. Austin Pendleton, if you don't know who he is, literally always plays. He has names like Max. Uh, he's played a character named Max multiple times, but if you've seen the Muppet movie, he plays Max in the Muppet movie, the assistant that doesn't really... So he always kind of plays these wormy... I didn't rem- remember that that character's name is... Uh, wormy guys that eventually stand up for what's right. Uh, but he, and like I said, Muppet movie, he's in Short Circuit, he did tons of TV in the 80s. Johnny Five. <laughs> um, no, no, you know not cousin Vinny. He's still alive. Johnny Five is alive. Uh, my cousin Vinny, he's also in my boyfriend's back. It's a close. By circle. the way, my, he is. We could have done Frick Wit, but he's in Mister Nanny, um, Sergeant Bilko. He's one of the. He's really funny in my cousin Vinny as the as as the one who hey, in, who st- 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 stutters. Yeah, he's in Amistad. Uh, but who isn't? Uh, he did the West Wing, which is it's, it's the episode of the West Wing. He's What's in. your next one? Keep going. No, that's honorable. Uh, that's, uh, he's only got one honorable mention. I guess because we I literally, you all hit on most. Of, I mean, there's more, but I, as soon as I was like Austin Pendleton, now I pulled him out. I'm like, if you see him in something, and he used to look quite a bit different. Obviously, yeah, we had doing, darker hair. But uh, but he always plays that guy going. Eh, I don't. Maybe we. If maybe we should open the gates of hell. Maybe. Well, maybe and there's we, a few of them that you pulled that are like I was Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn probably came a character actor later in his life, but there was a couple on the list of great character actors that I thought didn't deserve to be there, and not because they're not good actors or whatnot, but I don't see them as characters. Like Ted Danson. Well, Ted Danson's say, not a character actor. I totally I, agree with you. Do you think 100%. though some because I, I was saying I, I watched the documentary Gilbert earlier today. I talked to both of you. Also, about if that. you're into character actors, go uh, that guy in that thing or that yeah. documentary. But I, I I was saying their thing. I'm like, would if and, you don't know him from stand up comedy, would Gilbert Godfrey be a character? Because then yes, uh, I mean because you know yes, him. yes because he's in Look Who's Talking. He's uh, in Beverly Hills uh, Cop Two, Adventures and Babies, if, uh, Aven- Adventures of Fort Fairlane. If you my phone's ringing, that was unprofessional. Um, oh no, who is it? It's my wife. She, she she'll wait. No. Well, we're almost done. Uh, oh, gee, many Christmas. You can't um, turn that off. I know you can't turn her <laughs> off. <laughs> But no, no, because uh, I think that's it. I think that a character actor, because I know Gilbert Gottfried because of comedy, but I think if you don't, if you never followed stand-up before, he would be that guy in that thing. Yeah, the problem child. Classic. Yeah, that's another one, though. There, there's a great, by the way, if you do watch Gilbert, is available on Hulu, free to watch if you pay for Hulu. Um, they go back and they have archival footage of Eddie Murphy saying he can't go toe-to-toe with Gilbert Gottfried, that he's too over the top. Hmm. Um, so, I mean... Anything so, else? Uh, what I was going to say is... <laughs> How many of those characters are there out there like that, though? Where oh, there's just, I mean, yeah. and I think that's it. So you may have a different list than us. Yeah. But if you do have, if you're sitting there, and since we did mainly males this time, and you're thinking there's a guy in that thing, 
There, there's, well, who's that guy in that thing that we always keep popping up? For some people, it's Danny Trejo. I mentioned before we started filming, I couldn't mention Danny Trejo because to me, Danny Trejo is now a college industry in and of himself. Yeah, he is. He absolutely is. Uh, so, who, he is who's somebody that we miss? character actor. Yeah. He is that character, yeah. and that's what he does. So, Similar to Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays that character. So, is there somebody that we missed? You can tweet us uh, at Bonehead Weekly. Mm-hmm. You can uh, put it on Facebook, all that stuff. Who did we miss? We will do a female episode. Maybe we can do that next time. Yeah. Um, and uh, that may be coming <coughs> to you. I may be broadcasting from the distant shores of Lake Minnetonka. I was gonna say Lake One Lay Me. I'm trying to get my bird just Meredith. So they won't let you in there. You don't have a membership then, right? I jumped the fence, but they all catch on pretty quick. <laughs> I don't know how they find for his wife on. I don't know how they find me. I wear my finest Star Trek T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all. You so, anything else, guys? No. Thank you so much. Share us on your social media, Facebook. Please subscribe to YouTube and the iTunes and the uh, SoundCloud. And if you happen to be a character actor and you think they didn't mention me, you should totally do our show and complain about it. I'm not really quick about this, but I I don't know that this episode will come out in time. If it does, please go out to Frankfurt Con and enjoy that. And if not, we will see you at Lexington Comic Con coming up in March. Well, they'll probably see you. Well, they might see you. Maybe. I might. They won't see him. No, God, no. I don't know. When is it? March. I'm off uh, two weeks in March. Oh, God, kill us now. Yeah, well, so much for that. (laughs) You'll see all 14 of us. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to us. We will see you on the next episode. It's cool that he counted all the larvae that live in his stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Stomach larva. If I had more larvae, I'd be less fat. Grrrr. <laughs>